Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line of Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Streaming live on MyNorthwest.com. Don't forget about the venerable TheOutdoorLine.com with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Morning, Joey Pyburn. We're back, dude. Oh, We're back man. on the water. Oh, Puget Sound is open and business is good. good. Oh, dude. man. Dude, opening day, kicking a pants. So, and of course, this is Dog Derby Day and Dog Derby Weekend. I've been working with... Uh, this this agent from the Steinberg agency named named Cameron Foster, and and Cameron was was crying the blues. He couldn't go out today, and I go, well, just come out with us on the opener. He says, I can't. I got a client. Who's your client? Turns out his client was this dude named Mike Purcell, who's a big Polynesian guy. Turns out to be friends with with our friends of Palcoas too, and uh, so he comes out. He'd never caught a king salmon before. Yep. And he's the he's a starting nose tackle for uh, for the Denver Broncos. Super good guy. Ten year NFL vet. Ten year NFL vet. Just great a, guy. And we got him his first Chinook ever. <laughs> and his second. And his second. <laughs> and his third. And his fourth. He he reeled them all in. <laughs> yeah, yeah he it was did. fun. So opening day. Uh, you know, we, we ran out to Port Townsend, and, and it was really, really solid. And, and, and you know, but everybody's getting them. Nikki Kester's out there with Dave Lee at Three Rivers Marine, and, you know, they're, they they got their fish. And, and it's, dude, it is just so heartwarming to see everybody out there doing Doing it. what they love. Doing what they love, and the weather's great. One of the strongest Chinook runs that, that I've seen. Incredible. In a while, man. And at one point, um, somebody – Somebody called me and said, hey, is are other people getting them? And I was like, I don't know, because I haven't really <laughs> looked up. I've, I've been, like, running gear. It was fast and furious. Dude. We had a double. Um, and it, it was just like, bang, 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 bang. I the gotta, fish were cranking. i, I got to say this. Even with that big minus tide we yes, had, yeah. the opener was so, phenomenal. So the thing about – and let's just, let's just compare and contrast – Puget Sound with a, with a river mm-hmm. for a minute. I mean, it, when 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 the river is at that perfect height, then the the fish are in predictable locations. You can go to work on them. When the river's really high, you don't know where they're going to be, right? But there's that place when a river's dropping and clearing. You just want to be there and just going to get on them. The thing about big tides in Puget Sound is it's similar in that because of the force of the current, the fish are going to be in pretty predictable locations as well. And I think that's what we experienced on the first. But I just got to say, dude, you had the hot rod on the opener. That was that was freaking epic, man. I could I could I could barely even keep up with you on my side of the boat. And I wanted to run that third downrigger, but we just, we just get, didn't have we, time. Yeah, we there was get no three way. Men. There's no way. Yeah, there's just no way. And and when that current gets boiling out there at, at mid channel, it's, you know, it yeah, was... I mean, it's hard to run two yeah. rods sometimes, sometimes yeah. you know, it's, luckily we're running those big glow 18s. Yeah, that is the key to keeping your stuff in the zone. Uh, you, you know, imagine trying to run 12 pound balls out there. Yeah. You're going to get blown so far back. And then also that current, I we've had it before with our 18s where you're 
ball will get pushed all the yep. way over and we yep. will get twisted yep. up. So. so so hats off to Zach Arneson, Tinch Ed Marine. We, we run those those big 18s, those glow white 18s. And if you want them, they have them down at John Sporting Goods. I was just there the other yeah, day. Yeah, and, and they got them at Three Rivers Marine too. There you go. Yeah, for sure. So And they're, they're a game changer, not only for the glow aspect, but just the fact that they're running your stuff straight in, in big, heavy current. Meanwhile, one, one marine area north, the San Juan Islands, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Pretty solid, but it wasn't limits around. It's going to be very no. interesting when WDFW crunches the numbers and we see. I, I would really be surprised if we're not in another opening up in the San Juans um, next week still with, with room left over to uh, go ahead and persecute an entire August and September uh, coho fishery up in the wonderful, beautiful scenic archipelago that is the San Juan Islands. Yeah, we talked to a lot of guys uh, opening day that, you know, really good sticks. And they, you know, they'd hooked a few fish, not didn't load the boat up. So that's that's good news for extending that thing a little bit. Obviously, there were some guys that landed on them, and we heard of a fish. Oh. Our, our buddy uh, Nate Baker, yep. his son Levi Baker, um, I never got a, a actual weight on it. Uh, but it was it could have been pushing mid mid thirties. Oh, I'm I mean, gonna give I'm gonna give him freaking thirty four pounds on yep. that thing. It's just, just a beautiful big hatchery fish, and and I was ho- I've been hoping for this for so many years, and 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 what I'm hoping for is just finally a big hatchery fish year. Well, and if you look back to you know what we saw in Sitka too, um, some of our biggest individual fish. Were, were absolutely hatchery fish. And now a little bit of that's translating down here for, from what I'm seeing. I mean, so on opening day, we had two that were right in that 20-pound category. One of them was definitely over. We've uh, seen other 20-pounders, you know, a little bit north of here too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and so so what do you heard about Marine Area 10? Marine Area 10, there was fish there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, our buddy Chris Sherwood was down there uh, bright and early just – doing the Kingston drag. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, at some point during the chaos of opening day, uh, you know, I, I checked in with him and he's like, we're, we're two for three. What are you guys doing? And I'm like, ah, threw my phone. I just threw my phone cause the rod blew up again. And it's like, ah, you can barely talk to people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, guys were catching fish down there too. I think there's enough Chinook throughout there is. that, you know, it's, it's, it, there's some places that sound, it sounded like, uh, the east side of, of the bar was good. The yes. west side yeah, was possess- a little tougher. And we're talking about possession, possession now. Yeah. And so what the, the cool thing is you and I got to run out the day before the season. And it was it was a good time for us to just, you know, get out, get our eyes on the electronics. We jigged some bait, right? And, and just fresh herring, fresh guys. Herring. There's fresh yeah, herring out fresh there. there. If you jig some of those there. up, they might work. Yeah, we, uh, they, 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 those fresh herring got to spend the night on the boat, right? And and so It was we, there last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, yeah. They got a party on the, on the Sea Beast one last night. And and so, but but in doing so, we, we got to just, just relax and look at things a little bit. So we ran clear out to Townsend and, and back and, and looked at a bunch of different areas, including some off-current areas that, that I actually shared la- um, the, the uh, Wednesday night with uh, with the guys uh, that are that are on our duck der- or dog derby captains, yep, right? All the captains so, got our all our juicy info. Yeah, so that's uh, I'm looking forward. So this afternoon down at the Port of Everett, guest dock guest dock five uh, is going to be the weigh-in one o'clock. Um, you want to hang out with some uh, some famous dogs? Damon Heward's going to be there. Mark Bruner, 
Okay, just just and, and there's going to be one Husky player for every boat. So there's going to be 20 current University of Washington football players down on Guest Dock Five in the Port of Everett. So it's going to be going to be a cool deal. Come on down, grab a hot dog, check it out. And, and we've already got people that are jumping on this event for next year. Um, it, it, but it, it, by no means is your boat or participation not going to be needed the rest of the summer. We still need skippers for salmon, salmon for, soldier. for soldiers. The guys. annual day for honor again here out of the Port of Everett is September 17th. Get a hold of salmonforsoldiers.com. Talk to Randy Shelton. He'll get you hooked up. Uh, and and I got just got to say, man, the Port of Everett. Just thank you to Jeff Lindout. And our friend Jim Weber of the port and, and, and everybody else, doggone it. They do a great job down here. And, and anytime there's an event, it's, you know, they really, they, they, they bend over backwards to get community events down here. And, and they're, uh, you know, yeah, my, we, my would, we wouldn't get to do this stuff without the port. For sure. Ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, on the Baker Lake front, we, we kind of poked a little fun at the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife last week for uh, opening up Baker Lake to uh, a two-fish limit when there was one fish in the entire lake. To date, we have over 3,000 red salmon in that lake, so it's go time up on Baker Lake, too. A little fish reshaping took place uh, out of the coast, so La Push, um, they pushed the, push the pause. They pushed the pause button on La Push, right? So um, it's uh, it, it, it's going to be closed. Uh, you can still fish Fin Clip Coho out there, but La Push is going to be closed until uh, till the 25th. 25th. That happened this morning, um, and and also some fishery shaping um, out in front of uh, the Columbia River mouth, El Waco. Basically, uh, you're not going to be able to fish from Ledbetter Point down to the CR buoy, down to Cape Falcon. So you're going to have to push your Chinook efforts three miles offshore. Our first guest, Lance Fisher of Lance Fisher Fishing, just a buoy 10 stick, man. But it he, he goes, look, he, he wants this fishery to last, and that's one way to prolong the sure. Owaco fishery because we just don't want to grind our uh, grind our quota, you know, clean up. So um, so this weekend and next weekend, you're not going to be able to fish La Push and Nia Bay. But after that, the 25th, both marine areas three and four west open back up. So, and Westport, dude, it's solid as well. Um, in the well, week, in... the week that Westport's been open, um, it's excuse me, two weeks now. Westport's at 23% of their Chinook quota. La Push is at 26%. Nia Bay's at 61 and is going to reopen. Okay, and uh, and La Push reopens uh, the, the the 25th as well. So, we're hit... tons of opportunity yeah, in dude. the Lower Columbia that we. Steelhead, sockeye, chinook, it's, there's a lot of opportunity down there. Tons of fish piling into the east side now. Austin Moser's been over there just wrecking yeah. the sockeye. <laughs> he called me the other night, and he goes, dude, I hooked, a hundred, I hooked 100 sockeye today. He goes, we, lo- we lose seven in a row and then get one, oh. and then lose seven in a row and get one. Yeah, sockeyes, dude. Yep. They just they just have notoriously soft mouths. I mean, they 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 they're very similar to pink salmon in that in that regard, right? So this yeah. is a a record run of sockeye yeah. we're seeing. Right. They've I don't think they've ever had this many sockeye go over the dam. Yeah, and and I haven't pulled up the numbers this morning yet, but you know, it, any any time you're seeing double and triple the forecast and double and triple the 10 year average. I mean, something not only went right, but went very, very right, right in the ocean. In the ocean. And so it's also going to be interesting to see what happens with regard to the Fraser run and how many of those are coming in. But still the, the echo that I'm hearing is okay. You guys have fun with your Chinook. The coho are going to come in large and in charge on, on the heels of these guys. 
And and we're looking at each one of the fish, you know, that, that we got, particularly on the opener. Bright, absolutely. Stoplight red Chinook, krill dripping out of some of them, shrimp in some of them. Baby herring. Yeah, young of the year herring. Little sand lance, yes. shrimp, krill. Those fish were, they're well fed and just fat. Yeah. When you get them in the boat, you know, there's a lot of Back and belly there. <laughs> That's what I love. All the good parts. I love me to smoke. The back and the belly. On your belly, on your back, on your back, on your belly. All right. We're going to pop out of here for a quick break. Coming at you um, live and on location today from the scenic port of Everett uh, here at Bayside Marine. We're actually going to get Jeff Lalone to jump uh, to jump on with us for a minute here. Jeff Lalone, of course, runs the, the big dry stack operation right here at the port of Everett. And we're going to kind of see what he's seeing with, uh, with the excitement around the fishery in Puget Sound this year. So uh, we'll... Uh, We're going to pop out of here for a quick break. Give us 90 seconds. Coming right back at you with Jeff Lone, Bayside Marine, right here. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app. Coming to you on location this morning from the Port of Everett in the offices of none other than my dear friend Jeff Lalone, Bayside Marine. You and I go back a ways, my brother. We go way, we go way back, back machine. We go yeah. back to high school, Marysville, Pilchuck High. Oh, my that, goodness. That, yeah. that makes us both old. But we've, we've seen some changes here on the Everett waterfront. And just the Port of Everett has done just such an outstanding job. You know, I mean, you know, and, and Bayside's been... In the middle of it, we, the very first salmon for soldiers. You opened up your your business and your location, and and that happened here, and and uh, just you know some really cool history out of this place for sure. Yeah, very cool. And like you said, this place is just going crazy, and you've you've seen that. I mean, you've witnessed the amount of people just walking by today has changed so much. <laughs> than, you know, from five years ago, and you know the apartments and the restaurants, and the, I mean, it's just a destination anymore. It's just a cool spot. Just well, lucky, lucky to be sitting here is what I think all the time. Well, it's beautiful, and they have this, you know, this walking trail that basically goes yeah. all the way around, and you're walking, you know, right along the water. And there's times Tom and I get back, and we're, you know, on the oh, boat yeah. cleaning fish or cleaning crab, and we'll have there'll be 20 people up there, <laughs> yeah, you know, no, they, yeah, yeah, you know, we got just the same. hanging out, watching what we're doing. Yeah, we got the same thing with the forklifts when we're launching those boats out there. People are just, you know, in awe looking at stuff and all the equipment, and and then the boats in general. And we got a couple of resident seals down there. You guys know about for sure. And I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. No, they, look, never mind. I, I'm in awe. I come down here and I like. I pulled in here and you were you had like a 24 foot duckworth and it was right on like over the top of my truck and it just the dry stack itself I love going in there and just walking around I'm like oh that's there's Chris Seniel's boat yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 such a cool operation man yeah I haven't seen it yet but one of these days somebody's gonna be like a deer in the headlights because people are driving along and they don't see that boat until they catch it out of the corner of their eye and then they forget that they're driving and they're gone and I'm like Watch where you're going. Watch and, where you're going. Yeah, and, and so what we're talking about here is the dry stack is it's three layers high of boats, right? That's and correct. so you have to have a forklift that's basically going to have that boat almost 30 feet in the air. And yeah. we're talking 24-foot boats. 
Yeah. So you have two of the most amazing forklifts. Are, are they still named Sugar and... We, it's Sugar and Nice. We used sugar to have Spice. So spice, it was Sugar yeah. and Spice and everything nice, but Spice was... Well, we, we sent that down the road. Okay. So Spice nice, was spicy. Sugar sugar and Nice. And so and, and so people don't even have to have a trailer. You just... You can you can have your boat at Bayside and they'll pick it out off the rack and drop it in the water at Bayside. Never Bayside's, say drop. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lower. Lower it gently. Yeah. Cradle gently. it. Lower it. Yeah, into yeah. the water. And, uh, yes. yeah, it's a valet. Basically, give us an hour's notice, and we get the thing in the water for you. It's ready to go. If you're going to fish early, we put it in the night before. we got space in the water for 35 boats at a time. And, uh, yeah, it's great. You know, you know the, the boats that are in dry stack are just, they just stay clean. Yep. They are the canvas, the interior, everything just lasts longer. We've got some boats in there. You know, some people brought their boats to us new with the intention that I'm not buying this boat unless it can go into dry stack because mm-hmm. I know how good it yeah. is going to look in 10 years. You don't need a trailer. Yep. Comes out one John Martinez's boat. Yeah. He's yeah. got, a, I think, a 24, 24 Weldcraft. Uh, I like going down there and jumping on it. It's pristine. It, yeah. it looks brand new, but that's because it goes from the water. It gets cleaned, and it gets put inside like a baby, tucked yeah, away. That's right. And it just looks amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool way to store your boat. I think I got a 78 Olympic that came that my uncle sold at the old store that was in dry storage over there. It'd been So he's been in storage with that boat for, you know, 35 years. <laughs> and but, it looks great. Yeah. I mean, yeah but none of this would really be here if it wasn't for... The most, in my opinion, the most underrated fishing port in the state of Washington, which is Everett. Mm-hmm. You have an amazing opportunity. You have crab right out in front. You've got Chinook right around the corner. You got the Tulalip bubble up to the north. You, you know, you can, you know, we've we've run from here to the San Juans before. Yep, run yep. from from here to Seattle. Yep. Whatever you can catch. CQ salmon. Run yeah, we've run. Yeah, yeah three hour run from CQ. Yeah. yeah. So out of the Port of Everett, you've got salmon, rockfish, halibut, and crab. A, a run from here. Link right? cod at Hat Link, right there in that shrimp, hole there. Shrimp. Big prawns. Yeah. I mean, we loaded up on prawns. We could see the spot from right here. Yeah. So <laughs> That's right. yeah, and and so and, and Jeff, you and I have you know had the opportunity to to fish together and you know up in Sitka for a number of years and and down here too and it means so much to have a fisherman that knows what a guy needs on his boat and 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 and, and I mean it's funny because he'll he'll like hear something on the boat and goes all right hey wait a minute you know Especially, yeah. especially when we're running a different brand of motors that no longer makes motors anymore you know I mean, I mean but both of us you know, have been on the water There's a long sense. time, but you have that sixth sense with, with boats and outboards. And like, I asked him a question about that Yamaha pump and he goes, listen, yeah, you know, run the, run the, the oil and the power head, but also run hundred to one in that sucker. And it'll mm-hmm. last a lot longer. Just, just the, the, the knowledge that you have from literally a lifetime of working on boats. And, and, and it's just still though, it's, it's something of a, of a dying art because you have trouble finding mechanics and finding guys and it's that's just that's ubiquitous across the industry though it's absolutely it doesn't talent. matter who you talk to in the boat yeah. business they all say the same thing getting that talent in there fortunately we got a few guys now that uh, that are really they've got it together and so that's that's been great um, but yeah you know this this is the only thing i've done since i was 12 years old i yeah. started yeah. working for my uncle and i never mm-hmm. left and so i've got uh, 
if my memory worked better, I'd be better, but it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. But even so, and then it's funny, this older stuff sticks, like you, oh, yeah. you're talking a carbureted, yeah. you know, 40 horse, and I'm like, oh, yeah, those things you run them on, right? <laughs> no, pretty I'm like, why do I still know that? I know. So so let's, for, for so many people, like one of the reasons we, we had to chase you literally across a lot, because you're another boat and boats are so hard to get a hold of for people that are in the used boat market what are some of the common mistakes you see what should guys gravitate towards and what should make them run what do what do you what would you tell a new boat buyer about the market and about the marketplace and what they need to know before they go my opinion is a little bit to say maybe go a little smaller but go newer you got if you got a budget you're going to spend a certain amount of money you're better off with something newer that you're not going to have to work on that you know you're going to be able to turn the key than buying something big. You know, and part of it, you know, I always ask people their mechanical ability if they're buying a stern drive, especially one that's more than 15 years old or something. So that though that's something you really got to, you know, think about when you're buying a boat. You know, how, how much do you know about it? Because if you got to rely on us for everything. I mean, right now we're three weeks out before we can even look at anything. And... You kind of have a point. At, uh, you like you don't want to work on anything 20 years old. In yeah, all. we're 2000-ish, and depending right. on the model. And then that's the other thing too. I mean, just a quick call to me or one of the guys will tell you: don't buy a 97, 98 ficked. Yeah. Whatever you do, right, right. don't buy that. There's some other models of stuff that's that's trouble, and you know, just some of those things that that can save you. You know, guys show up with stuff. Don't buy something with a force on it. I mean, unless yeah, you're a mechanic yeah, and yeah. and you want to tinker, you know, and maybe. And some and guys do still want to tinker. Right, so right. if that's what you want but to do. know what you're getting into. And that's an excellent point. Because into. if you look at the bargain price, somebody's going to sell you a 28-foot yeah. something or other with a stern drive that's 25 years old. Know that you're going to pay that purchase price again in repowering that thing. It's, it's it's false economy. It's not a real bargain. Well, and then you're going to lose time on the water. Yep. And then, like you said, go with... Something small for a new boat buyer, something smaller, something newer, get as much time on the water as you can Absolutely. and learn because yep. that's how you grow. And then the next boat then is a little bigger. And what then you, next what do really I need? Be what do I need? What do I want? Next time I'm going to do this or I'm going to go with that. And, you know, you and then so eventually it's a training wheels boat, right? Yeah. You, know, you kind of get into it, get a feel for it. what do you like to do? What do you you thought you were a sound guy? But God, you really like the lake. So, you know, you, you, you start with some training wheels at first and, and then decide. And, and, you know, some guys ride around with their buddy in the boat all the time and they want that boat you know mm-hmm. that's the that, that does everything they want because that's what i they ride around with too. my buddy in his boat <laughs> yeah, I I, all I the time and I, and I want that boat <laughs> yeah. and i can't leave the dock without yeah. fiber and that's, that's, that's fine right. with me man but the better thing than ha- than buying a boat is having a friend with a boat oh yeah it's the best thing in the world absolutely yes but you know and and a couple a couple things i i want to say to current boat owners too is like look the only two things you really have 100 percent control of is the amount of charge in your batteries and the amount of fuel in your tank. Yeah. And I had a dear friend on the opener. Well, I, I don't know. My kicker won't run and my main won't run. And I go, Do you look at your fuel filter. Does, can you see the bottom of it? Yeah. Is it full? Well, no. It looks half full. Mm-hmm. Well, guess yeah. what? Your tank is not half full. Yeah. It's yeah. empty. Fuel gauges on boats, dude. Terrible. You, you yeah. can't trust them. And, and my friend Phil Spielsy in Yamaha says, listen, Nelly, come on. You're you're measuring the amount of liquid in a in a in a diagonally shaped tank with a bobber. 
while you're while the boat is on another body of water. Yeah. Okay, what do you think you're going to get? Fuel fuel boat gauges. You can't trust them. No, you I, can't. I love the accumulators on all this new stuff. Yes. It just tells you, you fuel zero computers. It. Yeah, yep. fill the thing up, put it to zero. You yep. know, they're they're so they're yes, amazing. They're well, and you just you gallon. just said the the key thing. When you go to the gas station. Every time you're going to go fishing, I don't care if you, you don't remember. Maybe you don't remember. Yeah. Ah, geez, is it full? Just go fill your boat up every time. Yeah. Well, every time. Just do it. So, so think of what's replacing the air that's in that fuel tank. 100% humidity air, yeah, right? True. You are Very sucking true. air into there. And the more vapor space you have, the more wet air you're pulling into that tank, which is Very eventually going to condense, which is eventually going to accumulate in the bottom of the tank, which is eventually going to get sucked in with the alcohol that's in some of our fuel. More fuel is better. It's better for your boat. It's better for the tanks. Absolutely. Less so, troubles. Yeah. Less troubles down the road, for sure. All right, buddy. BaysideMarine.com is, is what you want to check out. He's Jeff Lalone, buddy. I, I appreciate you using your, letting us use your office, and thank Absolutely. you for all you do for the industry. Thank man. you guys yeah. for all you do, man. I appreciate both of you so much. You don't, you'll never Love you, know. buddy. Thank you, man. Love you, too. Talk All to right. you later. All right. Coming up next, the BOMAC Tech Line. We're going to head down to Astoria to talk to Lance Fisher. Lance Fisher Fishing next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. We're back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app. So we've walked by this guy's office, dude, in Astoria at the West Mooring Basin, and I said, hey, that's Lance Fisher's office. And you go, why is he in his office? I go, he's fishing, dude, because it's LanceFisherFishing.com. <laughs> Lance Fisher of Astoria, and of course, the aforementioned LanceFisherFishing.com. Joining us now, hello, my friend Lance Fisher. How you doing, Lance? Oh, my gosh. It's just good to be hanging out with you guys and uh, <laughs> hanging out in Astoria. It's just an amazing time of year, as you guys know. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just I, I'm, I'm sitting here on the water right now. It's beautiful. I got four people hanging with me from Idaho. And uh, there's fish. There's been fish all season. And we've been able to fish all season, and I'm just, yeah, it's just, uh, uh, I know it's, uh, I know it's an awesome time of year for you guys too. So, thank is you it, isn't it, out. isn't it funny with what just a few fish around will do to your attitude? You know, having the the Columbia plugged full of fish, our Puget Sound up here, the coast, there's fish everywhere, and everybody, all of us fishermen right now are walking around with smiles on our face, and uh, hopping, skipping home to our wives, and they all notice it, like, wow, you're in such a good mood. <laughs> it's like, yep, fish will do that. You know to what? You. It, it's uh, yeah, and it's like, it, it's like I heard it once said, and it's like, there's no downside to having fish return. There's none. And, no, no. Uh, you know, we have got some of the best breeding grounds in the world right here. In fact, there's no place like it in the world. And I contend, including Alaska. And, uh, uh, you know, there's just no downside to having these things return. And places like Astoria, this town's bustling. The restaurants are bustling. The bait shops are bustling. People are happy. And uh, the hotels are full. And, uh I know it's no different for you guys as you guys do your uh, do the sound fisheries and and have the have the tournaments and everything else, man. It's just a 
It's a wonderful time. It's uh, we're out of purgatory. We're out of our winter purgatory, <laughs> and it's, it's it's party time, baby, in the northwest. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, and, and July is like this mythical month, right? It kind of exists, but it kind of doesn't. You know, I mean, here we are. You blink your eye. We're halfway through July, and but but we're looking forward to August too, buddy, because we're looking forward to to coming down and and uh, you know bringing the old Duckworth down there and working with you down on that down on that lower Columbia. But we got a couple weeks in Ilwaco uh, to, to work before that happens. Now, that fishery lance was recently shaped, and by shaped, I mean they they closed the area from Ledbetter Point down to Cape Falcon, three miles offshore, essentially right to the CR buoy. So tell me what that does to the fishery from your standpoint to people that are targeting Chinook, and what, what does that do with regard to, uh, to folks' opportunities in the mouth of Columbia River out of Marine Area 1? Yeah, I don't, I I don't, you know, I mean, of course we want to fish everywhere, anytime, any place, you know, so, uh, but, you know, if it means keeping us off those Chinook, and everybody knows that those Chinook come down, uh, come down the Washington coastline, and when the weather's decent, and the timing's right, the tides are right, you know, we whack them off a Long Beach, and, uh, you know, if we're impacting those numbers to the point where, it's going to shut us down for everything else that we've got here. You know, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they didn't wait. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to still have that. But, my gosh, I mean, um, I've been whacking limits all week. And, uh, um, I mean, what do I care, you know? I mean, (laughs) if if we can get out, we can salmon fish, um, you know, especially in this boat, in this 34 venture, I mean – you know, I've spent not seeing anybody. And there's fish to the south, folks. I mean, you don't have to go north. You don't have to go to the CR buoy. I mean, there's been numerous days where, you know, I've been able to whack limits of salmon and, and bottom fish and uh, um, never never seen another boat. So that's what's available if you're willing to get away from the fleet. Don't need to fish next to people to catch fish, and uh, so these fish don't just like emerge out of the CR buoy. They don't hatch out of the CR buoy. I mean, they <laughs> <laughs> they exist. They exist down the coastline, and it's it, there's some magical fishing to be done all by yourself. And uh, I think that's the most special fishing there is to be done. Honestly, there's. There's a lot to be said for not playing bumper boats. So, I mean, we're going to get to do plenty of that at Buoy 10. I hear you. We're talking with Lance Fisher. Yes, Lance Fisher Fishing runs run a very successful operation for years out of a story. Actually, had uh, you had a radio show down in that Portland market for a number of years, Lance. But but tell us a little bit about the I'll, – I'll get back to salmon. You know me, dude. I will return just like the salmon return. I'll return back to that topic. But tell us a little bit about that bottom fish opportunity because, you know, chicks dig the white meat, man. And, and you've, been, uh, you've been getting your uh, – your guys into rockfish and and what else yeah well um there's i mean yeah there's just it's an amazing place and if you want to go do some other fishing you know we've got lingcod fishing down here um you know i haven't been on the lingcod so much um you know this last week or two uh but i've got buddies that are still going and i mean i i had a picture sent to me just like two days ago with four lingcod that were all over 20 pounds, between 20 and 27 pounds. So, I mean, just big old, big old toads. And, uh, you know, the rock fishing has been phenomenal. 
uh, on most days that we're running salmon trips, if we're done by nine, uh, you know, we're, we've got the bottom fish rods with us and we'll go out and, you know, I, I generally only fish four or five people, but, um, um, you know, we'll go out and, and catch, uh, 20, 25, 30, um, you know, big black rocks and, you know, and, and the lane cod limits down here don't, aren't, aren't part of the rockfish limit. We've also got a long leader fishery um, out out in the deeper water, and we get ten fish there. And uh, some of that some of that fishing that we do there in some of those uh, uh, ledges and stuff that we fish out of the canyon. I mean, you know, I mean we're catching you know five guys. We're putting fifty. You know, we're putting 50 rocks in the boat that are averaging. You know, I'd say they're anywhere between five and eight pounds. And, nice, uh, and nice a limit of salmon. So it's like, and a limit of salmon. And you're, I mean, I mean come on, seriously. I mean, yeah. how does it, how does it get any better? You've got ceviche, you've got the smoke. I mean, you've got, you've got whatever you want, and uh, and and. Uh, you can still be on the golf course here by three or four o'clock. You know, oh, I mean, bite your fabulous. tongue, <laughs> golf. Listen, you can't talk about golf. This is a fishing show, Lance. Come on, buddy. But no, but put I the know, season. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, they won't let me catch two limits. I mean, so I have to go. I, I have to go uh, you got to go do something else. Sport, he, you know, he's he, he's going to go play Astoria National, not uh-huh. to be confused with Augusta National. Yeah, the the buoy hey, ten hey, masters. I, hey, so, oldest course in Oregon, right here, Astoria <laughs> Golf and Country. Country club and uh, actually for those listening our clients get to play it so if you're, oh, if wow. you're down here and you want to fish one day and you want to golf the next actually we put you up there we'll book your tea time and uh send you golfing at uh, uh one of the coolest links coast the links courses on the coast so it's actually so- dude i have we have way too much fun down here that's oh, I know, dude. You, you got your guys. You so you got a two-day deal where you, you're going to take people out and they can catch 19 rockfish and play 18 the next day. So that, that's pretty cool yeah, stuff. But put this right. put put this season in perspective for me, though, because you know we've we've had some lean years. I don't think there's any way that you can describe what's going on in Astoria and what's coming on and going to come into the Columbia and be the precursor for Buoy 10. What you know, put the season in perspective for me. Is this the best you've seen it in five years? The best you've seen it in ten? years give me give me the lance fisher spin on on what's going on in in in, uh in neil right now lance well i think i I mean i think ultimately i mean we've had years with bigger you know runs quote unquote forecasted or whatever um but a, a lot of this fishery just has to do with access you know so july is all about you know, how hard is that northwest wind going to blow? And it just, you know, I mean, we had a couple of days earlier in the week where it blew hard, you know, and guys were, were locked in. But for the most part, it's just been a really nice ocean. And uh, uh, it's been a nice ocean, and guys have been able to get out. I mean, we're going to rail on it, man. I mean, it's going to be carnage. I mean, and I'm talking carnage Asada. It's going to be carnage Asada from now <laughs> all the way through October. That's what's going to happen. And, um, and, and it's just, I mean, you know, we're coming off the heels, too, of a fabulous springer season, a great sockeye return. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's not going to just fall off the table. It never has. It's not going to. And, and you know, and the, you know, when I think back to 2013 or I think back to 2002, 2003, 
you know, I mean, this is kind of the, the simmer that we had going. So, you know, let's go. This is, this is it's, there's going to be some fun. Now, the only other thing that we need to have happen is for our tunics to show up. And uh, uh, it got close there about a week ago. Our tuna, our tuna, I mean, there were guys starting to quiver and shake a little bit. But, um, you know, we're, we're keeping an eye on that as well because, you know, those tuna hopefully will, will you know, get within 40 miles this year. Hey, Lance, what when you're running offshore fishing salmon, are you mooching? Are you trolling? Are you running fresh bait? Or are you getting fresh anchovies there in Iwako? What what are, what technique have you been using? The program and, uh, you know, for guys just wanting to show up right now. So fresh bait's only going to be available on the weekend so far. You're going to have to uh, either call Surgeon Paul's. You can call... Uh, you know, you can also call tackle time, either one, and, uh, you know, get on the list. But I've been fishing frozen the whole year, and uh, they're just absolutely annihilated. And I'm, I'm old school. There's a lot of skateboard flashers going on around here. I don't know what everybody else calls them. Um, but I'm pretty much a diver, and I'm a diver and bait guy. And uh, I'm a delta diver. I'll run the little ones. I'll run the big ones. And uh, I just have not seen a salmon yet that doesn't like an anchovy or a herring. I just haven't seen one. So I, that's what I do. I I, 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 I have no problem catching them. So I know other people do other things, um, but I don't run flashers or anything. And uh, I haven't for. 20 years which so, which makes it so much more go. fun for your customers i mean not having that flasher board on there just really allows you to feel that fish and feel you've the got, power you've and, got to figure you've, you've got 25 feet of visibility down there. i mean right. you know i mean it's They're not like these it. things can't see you and uh you know and, and and granted you know the skateboard flashers and such they get bit and guys do real well with them i just you know i i, I like to keep things simple you know simple stupid I haven't had a tangle in three weeks, and uh, I'm, you know, and uh, we've pretty much caught limits for three weeks. So, I, how do you, how do you, you rig know, your how do you rig your chovy? Are you running those chovies in a head, or what, what's your method there? No, I, it takes me too long to do that. I like to mm-hmm. I like to just come through. Uh, I like to just come through the head. And, uh, go around it a couple times, bend it the way I want, you know, set some hooks back towards the, towards the, uh, you know, towards the middle of the fish and then, uh, you know, pull her tight and get her spinning. You know, I don't, you know, I mean, there's certainly places where the role matters and I don't know that this is one of them. I mean, it's called make it spin and, um, make it spin and you're probably going to have a willing taker so they're not uh, nearly as finicky out there it's you know they, they, those river mouth no. fish they're, you know, they're, they're, they're coming home baby they know it's going to be their last bite mm-hmm. somewhere in the back of their of their fish brain yeah. well he's a fish brain he's Lance Fisher Fishing go check him out LanceFisherFishing.com Lance thank you very much for your time buddy stay in touch and don't look now but we're going to be standing outside your office in Astoria in a matter of just a couple weeks we'll buddy. see you in a couple weeks man I can't wait. Love you guys, and uh, have a great rest of your show. All right, Lance. You take care, brother, and good luck rest of the season. We'll talk to you soon.
All right. Coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week. What's it going to be? Is it going to be the ocean? Is it going to be the sound? Is it going to be river? We got a lot of opportunities. Going to tell you about them next. Raymarine Picks of the Week right here. The Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. <laughs> Head over to raymarine.com and check out the new cyclone radar evolved for the ocean. You're going to find that and more at raymarine.com. Well, buddy, uh, what have we been seeing on our raymarine sonar, high chirp? I've seen more bait in the Puget Sound this year. You know, we, had our, we, yeah. we did our little run before the opener, and every piece of water we stopped and metered. And, and I call them pieces of water like you would in a river because the that's what we were searching for. We were searching for these soft edges yeah. with that big ripping minus three foot tide um, loaded with herring. So the cool thing was on, on Wednesday, the day before the opener, when we got to roll out there, we stopped and dropped the sabiki rig and jigged. Okay, that looks like a school of herring. Let's drop the sabiki rig. Bang. And so, again, making another connection between what we're seeing on the marine electronics and actually getting them and catching them and holding it, holding them in our hands. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's just huge. And then, so, and then on the opener, we're, we're seeing different looks on the sonar, catching the fish, open them up and seeing what's in there. And over time, dude, you get this mental Rolodex of what the arcs look like, what the clouds of bait look like and translate. And, and it's funny because you get people on the boat that haven't been on the boat. How do you know that? Yeah, and then we geek out because we get to explain it to them. Like, okay, look at this. See this little film along the bottom? That's Sandlands. That's the Sandlands down there. See this big ball of stuff up here elevated? Those are herring. And look at that. Look, there's a the salmon. Oh. If, if Ensley was here, what would he say? You guys are losers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So am I, dude. But it's fun. But if he was here, he would have yeah, been out there yeah, with us. He, and he wouldn't be. And his, he would yeah, be just as he, jacked up as we are. He would have had his nose prints and fingerprints all over the sonar just like us. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's fun. you got to get out. Marine Area, Marine Area 9 is going to open back up. We're still going to wait and hear after today what's going to go on in 7. But, uh, yeah, by all accounts, uh, it's going to be great. Hey, try to show up this afternoon when the Dog Derby weigh-in happens here at the Port Everett. Guest Doc 5. When a whole bunch of Husky football players are going to be down there. It's going to be a cool deal, so check it out. Port Everett uh, on the Everett waterfront. Guest Dock 5 are the weigh-ins at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Hope you all can make it. Stay tuned for a jam-packed hour, too, here on the outdoor line. We've got um, we, we've got uh, Stevie Lynch from uh, from Procure and then uh, Mark Redesell of, of Barlene and Fish Northwest. Of course, uh, the Les Schwab Tires, uh, Les Schwab Tires, Northwest Outdoor Port, and of course, Roy Robinson's really where. So stay, stay tuned. We've got a jam-packed hour two coming right at you here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710 and the Seattle Sports app.